everybody, and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on Rashpixel.fm. I'm Pete Wright, and right over there is Nikki Kinzer. Hello, everyone. Hello, Pete Wright. Hi, Nikki. How are you? I'm doing quite well. Thank you. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Uh, You look good. You look sharp. Are you preparing for some sort of a big meeting or something? Like everything's just just working for you right now. Oh, yeah, it is. You look, you sound yes. good. You sound like yes, a pro. Yes, good. Thank, thank you. And you're being sarcastic because nobody I'm... really knows behind the scenes <laughs> that it took us a, a 36 minutes to get this recording started. See, I was trying to change the tone a little bit. Yeah. I was trying to change the tone with a nice compliment. Right, and, uh, yeah. Now Going you've told into the a truth. big meeting. <laughs> A big meeting with you. Got yeah, a, got a big presentation coming on here. You know, I, uh, I'll tell you, I, I say I'm good, but that's just what you say. I had a tough weekend. I, I lost a dear friend and mentor who died of a heart attack quite suddenly, and uh, I find myself uh, quite impacted uh, by these kinds of things. And uh, it got me thinking. It got me thinking about kind of just. Um, uh, it got me thinking kind of deeply about control, and uh, and so I wanted to talk a little bit about control uh, and see if you have any thoughts on control and how we control our lives, particularly in the context of ADHD. I hope that this is an interesting thing. Uh, it, it is. It's. It was my turn for a show, mm-hmm. and I'm throwing a hail mary. So let's see. Let, let's see how that hits everybody. Uh, before I do that, uh, head over to takecontroladhd.com. You can get to know us a little bit better. You can listen to the show right there on the website or subscribe to our mailing list and uh, you'll get an email with the latest episode each and every week. You can connect with us on Twitter or Facebook at Take Control ADHD. Uh, But most importantly, if anything that we have done over the last, what is it, seven, eight years uh, has touched you uh, in and your relationship with ADHD, we would suggest that you consider supporting us monetarily. You can do that. You can throw a couple of bucks our way over at patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast. It is uh, it's an easy way to to support the show and and help us continue to grow and change and invest in new equipment and uh, and look at new things. There's also all sorts of great stuff you can get you. First of all, you get access to our discord channel, which is a great home for ADHD chat with folks all over the world. And they They are wonderful and you should meet them uh, Mm -hmm. and hang with them because they're always there and they always, you know, after a long, tough weekend, jumping into Discord was the light of my morning. Uh, And you get access, especially at our higher tiers to things like our workshop library, uh, our uh, Nikki's uh, ongoing uh, worksheet development and uh, tools and resources that we're constantly uh, putting together. Uh, We've got another uh, we've got another uh, workshop coming out this week. Which is yes. very exciting. We've got our monthly yes. workshop. Uh, this it's coming out this week, and so I can't wait to get that out there. And you'll get access to it in uh, in maybe um, coming a, a supporter on Patreon. So uh, Patreon. So we appreciate you considering to do that. patreoncom slash podcast. Okay. So Nikki. Yes. Hi. How are Hi. You? I'm I'm doing well, Pete, but I'm a little worried about you. No, there's nothing. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm You're okay. okay. I got up. Right. I showered and shaved. Everything's great. All right. When I say shaved, it's really just the neck. That's what yeah, I was going to say, gonna you, you have a beard. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, okay, no. got it. Uh, so here's this premise that, that I've been working through. And tell me what you think of this. Uh, okay. A, as an ADHDer, right, I, I spend mm-hmm. a lot of time on my own accommodations, mm-hmm. right? I, I have mm-hmm. worked hard to put processes and tools 
and systems in place, right, that, that help me feel like I'm more in control, like I have control of my life and my day. Mm-hmm. Right. You would agree. That's what well, we yes, do. That's that's a lot of what we talk about. That's, right. That's yeah, what we talk absolutely. about. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I end up having these rigorous calendaring and uh, systems and gated time, you know, protecting right. my time so I can focus. It's all protecting my time and space. Doors close, you know, all those things. Mm-hmm. I have templated projects in my to do system. So I have this like zealous adherence to every repeating task that comes on, because if I don't have it show up, I won't do it. Right. But right. that means I go through a lot of tasks. And and if you don't live with ADHD, you're going to look at my tasks list and you're going to say, you're nuts. There is something wrong. Why do you need to do this every week? I have alarms. Something's always constantly binging and buzzing. And I have music and sound. It, it, it has to create this suitable noise floor for my brain to actually be able to turn on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and of course, I have all my fidgets and gadgets. And this I think this is this one's a dog toy. It's just a rubber ring. But I'm oh, right. constantly squeezing it. And let me tell you, my grip is Fantastic. Is it? Well, good. Yeah. Getting some exercise That's right. too. Get right. My ADHD drives uh, fitness. Uh, so these are things that over the years I've come to learn how to forgive myself for requiring them in my life. Because for a lot of time, a long time, I, I it was full of judgment and doubt. Like, why do I need all this? Why do I need this stuff? Right. Uh, but, you know, having all these things among many others, these are things that keep me focused when I otherwise cannot. So. Right. I'm I'm definitely singing to the choir. Right. Yes. Uh, but to the outside observer, when you start doing these things, bringing these things to the office, right, you get these the, the responses are, you know, they're hard to hear, you know, oh, all my my gated calendaring stuff. Well, getting time with Pete is difficult. He's never available. Oh, he just doesn't like to work with other people. Oh, that Pete, he doesn't play well with others. Right. You know, that wow. perspective shift, it, it's hard to hear. All my templated projects with my zealous adherence to repeating tasks. Oh, Pete's memory is terrible. He just can't mm. build habits. Uh, he's an annoying taskmonger. Uh, mm. There's just something wrong with him. He's dumb. Right. Aww. He just can't keep that. Right. Those. This is just kind of the perspective turn. Right. It's alarms. Oh, Pete's the noisiest guy in the office. He's always binging and bonging. Right. He's he don't sit next to him in meetings. Something's always going to buzz or or he's a control freak. He has he drives the, uh, meetings with his own alarms, uh, even meetings he doesn't own. Uh, there's just it, it, it's it, he makes his schedule everyone's schedule. Right. Uh, that, Are these really true things that have been said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was wow. this, this was before I worked for myself, and this is one right. of the reasons I kind of got on this is thinking back to to a past job, and this is largely why I work for myself. Why it's such a great uh, thing to be able to to do is is not have to sort of suffer these kinds of things. Uh, music yeah. and sound, right? All of my music and sound and noise floor making my office sound like a coffee shop. Oh, Pete thinks he's so special. He shuts people out with his headphones all the time. Mm, right? Yes, yeah. yes. That I can see because people don't realize that it's something you need. They yep. think you're just zoning everybody out yeah, and, and exactly don't want right. to talk to people. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah. of course, the fidgets and toys and gadgets and gizmos. Oh, he's addicted to toys, Pete is. He doesn't know what it means to be appropriate in a work environment. That's that's mm. one that I have gotten um, probably more than anything else. What does it mean to be appropriate in a work environment? Now, I recognize wow. that a, a lot has changed uh, and uh, over the years. And particularly, you know, I posted last week, uh, or maybe it's two weeks ago now, uh, I posted the uh, CBS This Morning 
uh, bit right. about workplaces, work environments that are now changing the way they hire and the way they talk to people, because that's what we've, we've needed. And, and that's what we've needed yeah. to to just sort of sort of shine a light on that says, you know, that people work in different ways. They interact with people in different ways for their own mm-hmm. emotional health and productivity. And so we just need to change that conversation. But it doesn't change the fact that it's not fun to be singled out like this. And even yeah. worse, you know, other ADHDers have complained about my habits, right? Because my ADHD doesn't look like theirs. Right. And my accommodations run headlong into their accommodations, right? I mean, right, they're right. Just, we work differently. And uh, that's hard. And so this is where I, I stumble. And then I discovered this fantastic uh, post from Sean Blanc at Sean Blanc Blanc. Sean Blanc. Blanc. He's a he's fantastic. He's I feel like when I say his name, I I imagine him in a tuxedo, you know, kind of James Bond. Sean Mm -hmm. Blanc. (laughs) Sean Blanc. It sounds like that. It is. And he's he is another one of those guys who quit uh, his corporate job to, you know, become a creator full time. And uh, he wrote a post about margin. Have you ever heard of this concept of margin? No. Uh, when I say the word margin in the context of life and productivity, can you guess what it might mean without reading ahead? What well, to me, you? my gut is telling me that margin, like I'm thinking a margin of error, like it's giving you some space. It's giving you um, a little bit of flexibility or wiggle room. Um, that's how I see it. Yeah. Well, that's that's a very astute observation, Nikki Kinzer, because that's exactly what it is. As as Sean says, margin is breathing room. It is the opposite of overload. So kind of like when I say buffer time, when I talk about buffer time, it's giving you a margin, margin. of time. Yeah, it is. yeah it's giving now, you some breathing room. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And in this case, I imagine it like a piece of paper, right? It, literally the margin on a piece of paper. All the activity happens yes, in the middle of right. the paper. Everything on the outside is for doing the things that you couldn't quite fit in the main work area. Like, you know, you scribble in the notes or when you're a kid and you're writing a sentence and you get to the end of the page and you realize you just didn't plan very well. So you start turning the paper sideways and writing up in circles around the page in the margin. That's that's margin, right? That's the space outside the space that is important to you. Now, Sean didn't come up with this concept. Uh, A fellow named Richard Swenson came up with the the topic from, I believe, his book called Margin. And here is the money quote that I want to share with you and just let it sink in. Uh, So from Mr. Swenson, the conditions of modern day living devour margin. If you are homeless, we send you to a shelter. If you are penniless, we offer you food stamps. If you are breathless, we connect you to oxygen. But if you are marginless, we give you one more thing to do. That that hit me right in the center of the chest. I mean, you got to let that sink in, right? If you are marginless. We give you one more thing to do. And uh, I just, I adore the concept. I adore the concept from a perspective of, of productivity, right? I, and as somebody who loves, you know, thinking about, thinking about, thinking about time, uh, I, I love how margin relates to the actual work I do. But I also wonder, what if, what does margin mean for ADHD, for all these systems and accommodations that I put into my own life to help my brain uh, interact with the world and engage with the world in the way that I need to engage with it, what does margin mean for that? And so I, I guess I want to propose 
that margin exists, ADHD margin exists outside of the accommodations that you put into place to keep your life in order and in control. Margin for ADHD is the gray unknown space, the buffer between what you have or what you know and the outcomes that you can't see and don't expect. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and at the risk of speaking for, you know, everybody who lives with ADHD, uh, I'm, I'm going to do it anyway. Probably we <laughs> hate the margin. Right. We have memories of what it's like to live in the margin. And it wasn't pretty. Mm-hmm. It wasn't fun. It was out of control. It was helpless. It made us feel stupid and judged and limited. And that's why we put all of these things, these gates in place so that we don't have to feel that way anymore, right? We work hard to put systems in place specifically so that we wouldn't have to suffer through the unknown again, so that we take all our systems and we expand them to fill all our space, to account for everything that we can. And when we run into an unknown, then we put a system in place to attempt to account for it. Right. It's just how how we work. And thus, we have no margin. And that's what I find I run into more than anything else. And and then what happens when the rest of the world runs into my margins? What happens Mm -hmm. when I take my systems to work and people run into the things that I have to do? I have no gray space to account for it. I have no ability to react and respond. What happens when someone at work wants me involved in something that challenges my systems and processes? What happens when I'm asked to intentionally break a system, right, to grant myself access to my own margin? I brainstorming sessions are the worst because I get totally sucked into them, right? I could go mm-hmm. for days in a brainstorming session and lose track of everything else. Floating meetings. This is one we had all the time. Uh, yeah, Pete, I need you to jump in on this. Uh, we're we're going to put together this brainstorming session to launch this new uh, project or this new department. But uh, it's kind of t- tough to nail down a specific time. So what we'd like to do is just have a floating meeting. It's a floating brainstorming session. Are yeah. you freaking kidding me? Right. What is that? that? What is that? <laughs> everything. Everything. Floating, right. It's yeah. nonsense, right? A, yes, a change of space, a change of modality. Uh, this mm-hmm. meeting we used to have, Pete, we're now going to do it just online. So I'm going to need you to just dial into this conference call mm-hmm. instead of showing up face to face. Or this meeting that was a conference call, now I'm going to need you to show up face to face and sit mm-hmm. still for an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Those things break my systems. They break right. everything down. And that is when the outside world... Uh, crushes my margin. Makes you mad. That's right. It does. Frustrating. So, so when you think of all this, how does this impact your health? Oh, yeah, I'm assuming in all areas. Well, yeah, you kind of have to ask it that, has right? To, yeah, right. Right. There's the physical, there's a definitely a, a physical toll, right? There's a physical mm-hmm. toll that comes with just the stress, the anxiety, the emotional toll, the intellectual toll. What are you mm-hmm. sort of, you know, what are you having to, to force out of your life in order to, um, you know, to keep your systems in place? The social and relational toll, the people who are who don't understand you and right. that you don't have space for them to come to understand you mm-hmm. because of these systems. So here's the, I I guess I don't really have an answer 
to all this, which is super disappointing uh, because I, I want to have an answer because, but my ADHD, it doesn't look like anyone else's ADHD. My ADHD does not look today like it did, you know, five, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I just have one thing that I, I don't do enough that I, I feel like it's important to explore. And so it's just, it's a recommendation, mm-hmm. right? A recommendation of aspiration and potential uh, to practice being inspired. Oh, I love that. Well, I don't know. I, it, I maybe, maybe that's a nice thing to practice being inspired. We don't do this very often. And I, I think it is a good thing. I think it's a positive thing. Why? Why do you respond to it then? Because there are so many things um, in, especially I think in today's climate that we could be really discouraged about, right? And and uh, when you watch the news and you, and I'm not even just talking about our political environment, but I mean, just the, the shootings that are happening and these accident, these terrible accidents and all these things that are happening. Um, and then you're feeling... So you've got the outside world around you that is not great. And then you're you're feeling all of these things that you just explained. Mm -hmm. So there's not a lot of positivity going on in your life at this moment. Right. And and it does vary. I mean, I'm sure there's great days. There's happy days. There's sad days. Um, But I think when you practice being inspired, it does help get you out of the sadness and maybe some of the... um, just the sadness, I think, of maybe how you're feeling and how, you know, you're feeling a little bit more like the world's against you than yeah. than for you. And there's so much good in this world. And there's so many grateful things that are things that we should be grateful of and are grateful of. But when we don't pay attention to those, they don't shine. But when we do pay attention to those, they shine and they can get us through those really hard times. And so that's why I think practicing being inspired is a really positive thing. Well, I really appreciate you talking about it that way, because I, that's, I think so too. And I think that I live in a state of fear of being inspired, that inspiration has to come improvisationally. It needs to just, I need to trip over it in order for it to happen. Uh, and so I, I propose that it's a muscle that needs to be developed. We talk about that all the time, like developing muscles. And we don't do it because if you're living with ADHD uh, and you struggle with either hyperfocus or lack of focus, any sort of focus challenge like pulling a string on inspiration can can be you know tugging on a fuse to dynamite right it's it's not it it can be a disaster for our productivity and break a lot of other things But, but it also may be a necessity yeah. So, yes, it could very well break the productivity and the focus, but it, it it's just like taking care of your mental. I mean, it is. It's taking care of your mental health. Right. It's like going so for a if, walk. It's like getting right. your heart rate up. But yeah. It, yeah. It, it, exactly. So if you feel like you're at, in the middle of a ba- breakdown or close to being in the middle of a breakdown, then I think it is a necessity to step back and say, OK, where can I look for some inspiration? Yeah. Where can I look for light? Where can yeah. I look for some positive energy? Um, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, and look, I the reality is that, all but... of us are bouncing around our focus on crazy things from day to day, oh, right? Yes. All day long. It's just yeah, what we do. Of course. But, but what would happen if we trained ourselves that, you know, once, just once, 
that we're going to follow this unexpected path, right? What if we just learn one new thing? What if we make a new relationship with somebody that we don't already know or absolutely have to know for our work, right? Uh, what would that change for our emotional and physical and social and relational health? Like, what would that be? So I set a reminder last week. Uh, and this is, you can tell I've been stewing on this for a long time. And I am, this is going to sound, maybe it's a little, little strange, but you know, I'm, the, I'm a reminder guy. Mm -hmm. So I set this reminder and uh, it just says one thing. So right before I get up to work uh, and if I settle in to look at my to-do system, you know, around 830, 9 o'clock, I, I set this alert to go off at 827 uh, every day. And it just says, say yes to something today and mean it mm. say yes to something today and mean it because i feel like saying yes is the first step to taking action it reminds me of jim carrey in that movie in that yes man movie which i find uh, just really delightful and charming in my memory i don't remember if it's uh if it was uh, that gr as great of a movie as my memory says it is but that's why I'm not going to watch yeah, it's been it again. A long time. Yeah. yeah, I just feel <laughs> right, like I right. like the memory of it so much. You just say yes to something. It's taking action, whether you're learning something new or building a new relationship or trying for a new job. Uh, but if you're living with ADHD, you're conditioned to say no an awful lot, and uh, we, we can't forget to say yes. How much are you missing out on because you've become so protective uh, of the ability to say no? Mm -hmm. Beautiful. I want to add one thing to yeah. all of this that wasn't really said too much. Um, but as a coach, I see it all the time is the judgment that uh, ADDers hold. Mm -hmm. And so if there's also something that I would practice or encourage people to practice is not only being inspired, but to let go of that own their own judgment. Yeah. Um, and that's a process and that's not going to happen overnight. Um, but I can tell you, I have a situation where a lot of judgment was coming into my life. It wasn't, I'm not ADD, so it wasn't about ADHD or any of that. It was in a completely different aspect of my life. But I'll tell you, when you're face to face with someone who is the most judgmental person that you've ever met in your life, and they've gotten worse as they've gotten older. And I feel like as I've gotten older, I've been able to let go of what they think of me. And it makes life easier. Yeah. And in the sense that I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but I don't beat myself up over it. Right. It's like I've let it go and I don't want to be that person. And so I think that, and, and maybe it's because of what I do for a living. I'm probably one of the most unjudgmental people in the world right. because of what I do for, for my work. Right. But it, it was such a realization to kind of see, I don't want to be that person and I don't want my clients to, to judge themselves that harshly. So with these accommodations and with these things, like you, you were saying before, you know, these, these comments that are being made somehow, in reflection or in inspiration, meditation, whatever it is, being able to kind of being able to let that go as much as you can, I think will make you freer. It will make you a happier person inside. Yeah. yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
Yeah, it does. But again, it comes back to the margin, right? It comes back well, to, yeah, to right, giving right, yourself. Absolutely. Like for me, as you say that, I, I am imagining that space growing on the side of the paper, you know? I yeah, mean, that's yeah. that's what I see is that gray space, that breathing room, the, the ability to, to just to have that. For me, that visualization is really powerful because uh, it, it reminds me of the a the level of control that i actually have and the right. level of control that i that i have and don't exert mm-hmm. right over mm-hmm. my systems both to say yes and to say no and and i i realize um you know i'm i we usually don't mention it right now but i'm i realize as i'm talking i'm just kind of streaming along with the the chat room and and there is a uh, there is the other side of this, which is that if you're in the middle of a storm, right, an ADHD storm, right. you know, it likely comes because you've you have been saying yes a lot, right, and that mm-hmm. and that that is the other side of ADHD. If you if right. you haven't, if you don't have, like like for me, I'm at a different place, and uh, for me, it's all about saying no, and I got so habituated into saying no and hiding uh, that um, there is a a different it's it's the opposite side of where a lot of these things come from and i really remember that feeling of the disastrous feeling of overwhelm that comes from saying yes to everything but back to that margin it gets smaller and smaller until it's just razor thin and i've said yes too much and i've lost control completely of my life and i have no ability to respond and i can't be creative anymore and i can't get the work done that i've already committed to anymore and uh it is it, it it's really really hard and so it, it i was talking to my wife about this last night and she was talking about it in the context of her company's perspective on work life balance and and for them what they always say about work life balance is that it it's um you know each part of your life each area of of your life has to be flexible in relationship to the others Right. It goes back to what we say. We only have 24 hours in the day. Right. And so, you know, if you're if your personal life has to be flexible, then you know what else that means that your work life also has to be flexible because something's got to give. And um, and and so uh, to give ourselves the the permission um, to to get out from under the sense of discomfort that comes from saying uh, either yes, too much or no, too much Mm -hmm. eventually something's got to give. I love the visual that you've created here. You know, I, I now I see a piece of paper with the margins on the side, because when you first asked me about the margin, I was thinking margin of error. I was thinking like space. Right. But you you put it in a different context. And I really like that because now I see a piece of paper with the margins. And it, it, am I yeah. going past that? Right. Am I protecting that? It, yes. I yeah. like that. Thank you. That it, it was, was great. One of the, it, thank you. I, I, and I, but not mine. I mean, God, we, I'll put the link to Sean's Sean Blanc's uh, post Sean Blanc. and, uh, and his Peter conversation. Blanc. On but it, <laughs> you're right. Uh, but it's We're going to change that, your last name. Uh, I'll take it. Uh, it. It's one of those that, that I just think really resonates as we pivot it toward ADHD. And um, you bet. to me, uh, when you think about all that, that sense of control and as it relates to all this, that, that, you know, being able to be flexible and think about it. like I've been thinking for the last day, you know, what do I need to do to grow that margin? What do I need to do to protect that margin so that I can play more so that I can learn more so that I can make some changes, do the things that I want to do uh, with with my life. So mm-hmm. um, anyhow, that's that's what I Good have for stuff. today. Good I hope- show today, Pete. Well, thank you. Were you Lovely. nervous? 
Because you were texting me saying, please tell me you're going to do, you got the show. I just wanted to make sure you had the show today because I didn't, I didn't have anything planned. (laughs) I got it. I always got your back. Thank you. Thank you. It's like every four shows is Pete's, right? Or something like that. And so, yeah. So I was like, just please have something. But this was great. (laughs) This was better than, you know, anything I could have thought. I love the angle and the perspective that you bring. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are listening and, and get what you're saying. And hopefully we'll have a new vision or a new visual of that margin for themselves. And, and I have to still say as a coach, a little less judgment <sighs> goes a, a long less way. Judgment. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yes. Thank you, uh, everybody, as always, for downloading and listening to the show. Uh, we deeply appreciate your time. And of course, your attention. On behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright, and we'll catch you next time right here on Taking Control, the ADHD podcast.